Good morning. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. And you can find that on your pew Bible on page 639. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Ralph. Good morning, church. My name is Rob Lau. I'm one of the pastors here at Ebenezer, and I'm so excited about this next half hour, I can hardly even contain it within myself. Uh, you might think I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating here. I assure you, I am not. There are two questions that every church really needs to know the answer to. The first question is this, what is God calling us to do? And the second question we need to know the answer to is, what difference is it going to make out there in the world? What is God calling us to do, and what difference is it going to make out there in the world? The answer to the question of what God is calling us to do, we could consider our mission. Our mission is what God is calling us to do. And if we regularly accomplish that mission over the next few days and, and, and weeks and months, years, what difference do we see in the world? How do we see transformation taking place in our community and around the earth? It's a vision question. What can we see? What change can we envision? What is our mission? What is our vision for the future? Last year... In January, Ebenezer Church began a process called Appreciative Inquiry. Appreciative Inquiry is a process that's designed to help us understand what is right with the church. What is it that that causes people to feel most connected to Christ and, and one another here at Ebenezer? So we began this process of Appreciative Inquiry, and over the course of four months... We had 60 different groups of people participate in the appreciative inquiry process. 516 individuals gave us feedback around five questions that helped us discern what is it people feel most connect, causes people to feel most connected and alive at Ebenezer Church. Well, as you can imagine, 60 different groups of people, 516 individuals, that created a lot of data for us. And so in May of last year, we sent all that data to a guy named Dr. Chad Morris. He's a professor of anthropology at Roanoke College. And as a social scientist, he's really good at taking pieces of of human data and illuminating trends in that data. So that's what Dr. Morris did. It's a process called coding. Dr. Morris spent time coding our data over the course of, of the summer. And then in August, he gave that data back to us. About that time, the governing board, the the lead team for the church, commissioned a team of 12 people. We thought that was a good number, right? 12 seemed like an appropriate number for being in the church. They commissioned a, a team of 12 people, two pastors and 10 people from the congregation, to take that data that Dr. Morris had given back to us and to try and answer a couple of questions like, what is God calling us to do? And what difference is it going to make in the world? Today, during our time together, we're going to spend some, some, some time looking at the answers to those questions. What is our mission? What's God calling Ebenezer Church to do? And then, 
What difference is that going to make in the world? What change can we see to the glory of Jesus Christ in our community and around the earth? So, there are really four words that emerged clearly from the information that you all gave to us. The first word that emerged was the word transformation. Here at Ebenezer Church, people talked over and over again. They told stories of transformation. When we experienced Christ at Ebenezer, something changed in our lives for the good. Another word was the word connection. People expressed the fact that when they were engaged here at Ebenezer Church, that they found themselves more connected to other people and more connected to God. That these connections went beyond the superficial because we're we're drawn to so many superficial relationships in the context of our lives. But people talked about how at Ebenezer they felt a draw into deeper relationships with Christ and one another. A third word we heard was the word healing. Folks told us stories about how healing had occurred in their lives as a result of uh, following some form of suffering or pain. And the last word that we heard was that Ebenezer Church tends to be a place that radiates hope. Transformation, connection, healing, and hope. So this group of 12 people started to dream and pray together. How do you you encapsulate the the work of a church the size of Ebenezer? How do you articulate a statement that encompasses a mission that's, that's that big? Well, you look at the history of the church, you look at the information the people of the church give you, and you, you, you try it. So we came up with a tentative mission statement. We sent that off to a team, uh, to be, uh, of of lay people to, to reflect on it. They gave us feedback. We took that under advisement. And I want to share with you the the new statement of mission for Ebenezer Church. Ebenezer Church exists for the purpose of transforming lives through Jesus Christ as we connect, heal, and bring hope to the world. Ebenezer's job, our mission, is transforming lives through Jesus Christ as we connect, heal, and bring hope to the world. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded. Jesus outlined in that moment a process of transformational discipleship. And so that first line, transforming lives through Jesus Christ, is Ebenezer's connection to the universal mission of the universal church to change lives, to transform lives, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. How do we do it? We have a three-step process. We do it through connecting people to God and to one another. We do it by offering healing, and we do it by radiating hope here at Ebenezer Church. So you'll see that again frequently. Uh, My expectation is that we probably won't go through many worship services in the future without having an opportunity to at least hear and share our statement of mission together. But if I'm being really honest with you, while I think that's important to have clarity around what we're called to do The real purpose of the process of appreciative inquiry wasn't to try and help define what we do. It was rather to help us figure out the direction God was calling us to go. When we talk about vision, we're talking about the opportunity to see different things in the future of this world by virtue of the work that the church is doing. And so, Ebenezer Church has adopted a a, a vision with five areas of focus. Now, let me stop here for a second. We are one of the largest churches in Methodism. 
We cannot just do five things over the course of the next six years. That's how long this vision is, 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 that's the shelf life on the vision. It's the Focus 2025 vision from January 2019 to December 2025. Five areas of focus. We can't just do five things. We're too big of a church. We're too vibrant of a church. We're going to keep doing prison ministry and we're going to keep doing homeless ministry. We're going to keep doing the ministries that people in this community feel called to accomplish and they're fantastic ministries. What you're going to see in these areas of focus with the vision is you're going to see some places where if we're all pulling in the same direction, we can make some remarkable strategic gains for the kingdom of God. So a vision with five areas of focus. If you look at the handout you were given as you came in in to worship and online, we're going to be directing you to a place to to look at something as well. You'll see on the front of that document uh, a, a graphic with five areas that represent our five areas of vision. The first is connecting all at Ebenezer. The second is transforming Stafford, connecting our neighbors to Christ, transforming our world, and at the center of it all is being a place of hope and healing. I want to take some time and walk you through what we mean when we're talking about each one of these areas of focus for the next six years. Area of focus number one is called connecting all at Ebenezer. Ebenezer needs to be a place where we continue to pursue excellence in worship and discipleship in such a way that we are creating space for everyone from the cradle to the grave. We want to connect everybody to Christ and one another here at Ebenezer Church. And when I think about the things that Ebenezer Church is already doing, we've got a great head start on, on this process. Did you know that in 2018, are you, are you ready? I don't know if you're ready for this. Are you ready for this? In 2018, Ebenezer Church averaged 375 children every week in our Sunday school, Axis, and TNT ministries. Praise the Lord, right? Last year, in 2018, Ebenezer Church had over 600 adults registered in our ongoing small group discipleship processes. Isn't that fantastic? In addition to that, we had over 170 people engaged in short-term classes like our disciple class, which is short-term because it only lasts for 36 weeks, right? We we launched uh, last year our Empty Nest and Older Adult Ministry, and in my career, I've never seen a ministry launched as successfully as that ministry was, and that's a testament in part to the fact that it was needed here. We had people that wanted to be engaged in that ministry. It's also a testament in part to a great, great leader. Vicki Stones is doing a great job with that. I, I look at the ministries at Ebenezer Church from the cradle to the grave, and there are some wonderful, wonderful opportunities that exist already, but... You know what we call the generation between 18 and 30 in the church? We call them the lost generation. And that's not because, that's not a reflection on their spiritual well-being. It's just that they're not normally in church. What tends to happen when people graduate from high school and they either go off into college or enter the workforce is we tend to see them less. And it's not just here at Ebenezer. This is a church-wide phenomenon. We tend to see less of them until such time as they get married and start to have children and they say to one another, you know, we really, we should get our children back in church and then we start seeing them again, 18 to 30. It's called the lost generation. I'll tell you the truth. It's the hardest generation with which to do ministry in the church. It it, it really is. Those, Those folks in that season have a lot of draws on their lives. But here's one of the things I know about Ebenezer Church. We're not afraid to do hard things, amen? So strategic goal number one. 
associated with the ministry focus of connecting all at Ebenezer is that we want to launch young adult ministries in earnest here at Ebenezer. And that involves at least three things. First, ministry for our college students, ministry for our young single folks, and ministry for our young married families. We want to be a place from the cradle to the grave. Everybody, everybody, everybody can find belonging and connection with one another and with Christ. But that is not the only strategic goal associated with this area of vision focus. A second strategic goal associated with this is the ongoing development of our campus in such a way that we are creating space for everyone to feel welcome here. Uh, you may have had the experience of coming on Ebenezer's campus from time to time and having difficulty find a parking space. Anybody had that, that issue? A few of us have had that issue, right? And, and, uh, and so what, what, what can we do about that? Well, um, step one in our development process here at Ebenezer Church in terms of our ongoing physical development of this, this location is the construction of additional parking here at Ebenezer Church. Now, don't break into spontaneous applause, right? Because I know building a parking lot is not something that you're going to write to your mama about. But let me tell you three things that happen when we build the parking lot. First, the plan for building the parking lot is to take the acreage we were gifted by the Embry Mill community right here to your left and to expand our parking lot in that direction. And what that's going to do is it's going to eradicate the natural barrier between Ebenezer and that neighborhood where they're building 2,700 new homes and expecting 7,000 residents. Wouldn't we be crazy to miss the opportunity to do everything that we could to help the people in that neighborhood think of Ebenezer as their community church? A second benefit we have from expanding the parking is part of the problem isn't just finding a spot once you're on our campus. Part of the problem can be getting onto our campus. There can be a backup here on Embry Mill Road, and so the the new construction will enable a, a new entrance for Ebenezer, so that we can move some of the entrance traffic onto the side road called Crab Apple, perpendicular to Embry Mill. But there is a a third benefit as well. Uh, we we have the opportunity to do some some growth. I expect Ebenezer Church is going to continue to grow and thrive and be this place that makes a difference in the world. And as we do we very well may someday need to build a bigger sanctuary or, or add more small group space. You know what step one, the first phase of any development program at Ebenezer Church is? Phase one is the expansion of our parking lot. It sets us up for continued growth in the future. And all of this is designed in such a way to ensure that we are able to connect everyone with others and with Christ here at Ebenezer Church. That's area of focus number one. Area of focus number two is what we're calling transforming Stafford. I want to show you a picture here. Uh, this is a picture of the centennial history of Ebenezer Church. It was published on September 2nd, 1956, the 100-year anniversary of the birth of Ebenezer. What you see next to it is the first paragraph in the history. I want to read that highlighted section to you. Before the Civil War, men and women who knew God realized that their children must be taught about Christ and his plan of salvation. 
These parents made this very building sacred. They started by building a log chapel in which to gather for worship. What does our history tell us about the reason that 163 years ago Ebenezer Church was born? It tells us that Ebenezer Church was born. Our very foundations arise from the desire to do missional work with the children of Stafford County. I had a conversation with a mom a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and she told me about her child's daily routine and gave me permission to share it with you, but I'm going to withhold their names. Um, the child gets up at 4.30 in the morning, goes to practice for, some, for, for a school-related activity, then goes to school, and then does an after-school activity, comes home, eats dinner, does homework until about 10.30. When they pass out, wake up at 4.30 the next morning and do the whole thing again had a different conversation with someone connected to one of our state universities here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and they said that at their university that about half of all incoming freshmen disclosed that they were on some form of anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication. Half. Now, let me stop here for a second. People who need to be on anti-anxiety or anti-depression medication should be on those things. They can be a miraculous gift of healing in our lives, but can't Can't we agree that perhaps there is something troubling about a process which requires that half of our incoming freshmen are experiencing this? What could Ebenezer Church do about such a problem? Well, our dream, the vision, the strategic goal associated with it is that Ebenezer Church wants to build deep relationships with our local schools. What does that mean? It means we want to find a way to needle in and get inside the schools in every way we possibly can. They need tutors. We want to be their tutors. They need uh, people to sponsor Fellowship of Christian Athletes programs. We want to be their FCA sponsors. Whatever way that we can get in and, and start connecting and building relationships with these young people so that they will have at least one voice in their life telling them that they are loved and they belong and they have purpose in this world. But it's not just about connecting with the students, though that's the lion's share of it. The the other piece of of this dream, of this goal, is did, did you know, you know, Stafford is one of the wealthiest communities in the United States of America. Did you know that that our, our per student expenditures are in the bottom quarter in the state of Virginia? Bottom twenty five percent. And here's what that can translate to in terms of, of teachers is our, our teachers can feel that they're undervalued, they can feel at times underappreciated what can Ebenezer do to help well we can start building relationships with teachers and help them know that that they're appreciated we can start helping them know that they are supported what does this look like well I hope somebody comes up with a better idea but at least one idea from which to begin is a few months ago we had a thank you picnic here at Ebenezer for all the servant leaders who work at, at this church to make make this church a place of excellence and, and so we invited folks across the street for a big picnic and, and, and music and food. It was, it, was, it was wonderful. What would it look like to invite the teachers and staff of the, the schools with which we are connecting to come and, and have just a stress-free day here at Ebenezer Church while people are pampering them and telling them that they are loved and that we appreciate them immensely in their hard work. Ebenezer Church was founded 163 years ago based on the idea that we needed to be making a difference in the lives of children in the Stafford community. And I can see it. I hope you can too. Area of focus number three is is um, 
connecting our neighbors with Christ. Um, there, there is a tendency in United Methodism for us to be really good at doing mission work, but not terribly good at sharing our faith. And that's why God gave us Baptists. Amen? Right? Uh, but we're called by Christ to share our faith. The, the church does not exist for itself. Christ gives us a commission to go and share his good news. So how could we do that together as a church? Well, one strategic goal associated with connecting our neighbors to Christ is the prospect of launching uh, a small group Bible study in each neighborhood, in the neighborhood, each neighborhood across Stafford where we have representation as a church. This small group study would be led in someone's home by a member of Ebenezer, resourced by the church. But now, instead of Paul having to say to Sarah, hey, why don't you come to to small group with me on Thursday night? Paul can say to Sarah, hey, why don't you come over to our house on Thursday night? My wife and I, we're going to make nachos. We're going to have a Bible study and get to know each other. It is a way in the context of our communities that we can connect one another to Christ. You know, uh, one of the interesting things about Stafford is we don't really have a downtown to speak of. Now there's some plans to, to build a downtown, but we don't have one yet. We tend to identify in the context of our neighborhoods. So we want to take Christ into our neighborhoods. But that's not all. A second strategic goal associated with connecting our neighbors to Jesus Christ is, well, have, have you ever met somebody And after having a conversation with that person, you walk away from the conversation and you say to yourself, I hope that person has babies someday. Because they're nice, they're kind, they're smart. I just, we need more people like that in this world. Have you ever had that thought? Or maybe you've had the reverse thought, right? (laughs) Person should never have a kid. I think the same thing is true with churches. There may be some churches that their DNA shouldn't be replicated. But if I'm, I'm being really honest with you, take away the microphone and the lights and the, the PowerPoint, just Rob talking to his friends. Ebenezer Church is the most remarkable church I have ever served. We have unbelievable DNA. And I think we need to have a baby. <laughs> what does he mean? What would it look like for Ebenezer Church to open a satellite location in a neighboring community? Maybe it's down in Fredericksburg. Maybe it's up towards Quantico. I don't know where it is yet, but here's what I know. I know that Ebenezer Church, there is something about this church where folks just get it. They understand. There's this great capacity to do mission work and discipleship work here. And it would make sense for us to try and replicate that DNA somewhere else in the context of this world. I can see, I can see that this gets into our bones and we begin to build excitement around this. And and within a couple of years that we've got a group of 30 or 40 or 50 people standing up here on stage and we are commissioning those people as missionaries to go into a neighborhood community and do what people did 163 years ago when they launched a place called Ebenezer and we are the children of their dreams. And now we get to go and do something just like it. We get to connect our neighbors to Christ. Just a a cool piece of this. And I know some of you are detail people and you're squirming a little bit right now. And I love it. That's great. I'm a detail person too. Here's what I need you to know. 
There are some of these dreams that are big, big dreams, and we're going to have the opportunity as a congregation to have some conversation about the expansion of the parking lot and get people's feedback. And then we'll take a vote about whether to to expand the parking lot or not. Same thing with launching a satellite congregation. We have a chance to have conversation, to pray together about it, and then take a vote. Is this something that we are feeling called to do? But my, my brothers and sisters... Christ has not redeemed us for our own sake alone. He's given us a great gift called Ebenezer. Area of focus number three is connecting our neighbors with Christ. Area of focus number four is transforming the world. We've got a wonderful group of international mission partners here at Ebenezer Church. We, we have some connections down in Costa Rica. We've got uh, connections through helping children world uh, through uh, through Rise Against Hunger. We pack seventy five thousand meals with Rise Against Hunger every year. But but I think most of us uh, would agree that that really a, a place where Ebenezer has felt drawn in the past and continues to feel drawn is to a community called Bo in Sierra Leone. There are two ministries that we partner with in Bo Sierra Leone. One is called Mercy Hospital. Uh, Mercy Hospital, we announced on Christmas Eve that because of a generous grant from Ebenezer Church of over $180,000, they were able to build and outfit a surgical suite, and they've begun to accomplish surgeries. Back in November, they started to hold surgeries in there, such that uh, through Ebenezer's gift, we're not just, just changing lives, we're saving lives. Praise the Lord, well done. But Mercy Hospital has a, a dream Mercy Hospital wants to go beyond the scope of of the walls of Mercy Hospital. They want to get into the villages around Bo and do uh, some some health care for people who are desperately in need of it. And this involves a two-step process. The first step of getting into those villages that surround Bo is the process of infrastructure. Um, you see, it doesn't matter how good your doctor is. If you don't have clean drinking water or adequate sewage, you're likely to get sick. So doing infrastructure work means we go in and, and help to assess, is there adequate water? Is there adequate wastewater? Uh, can, can this happen? This is one of the things I'm really excited about because we have so many engineers at Ebenezer Church. Uh, I would think we could form a small group with them, but I don't know that anybody would ever talk in the midst of that small group. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, but, but what, what would it look like for us to send some of these tremendously gifted people who are sitting in the room right now to bow? And present them with a problem and say, these people need clean drinking water and here's the funds that we have available. How can we make it happen? The people of Ebenezer Church can help make that happen. We can. That's step one. Step two is, after the structural pieces, the infrastructure pieces are in place, then Mercy Hospital begins to hold those regular days of clinic to do preventative and responsive care as needed in some of the poorest villages in the world. So strategic goal Number one associated with transforming our world is to help Mercy Hospital reach out to five neighboring villages in the Bow District doing infrastructure and health care work. A second goal associated with transforming our world. The other ministry that we partner with in Bow Sierra Leone is called the Child Rescue Center. The Child Rescue Center is most commonly known as an orphanage. And after the, the Sierra Leonean Civil War, it did serve as an orphanage for children who lost their family members. But they have done great work over the course of these years, and they found a place for children who were in the institution to, to be with extended family members. They've placed the children in, in families. And if you ask anybody around the world, should children be raised in institutions or raised in families, they're saying, 
they should be raised in family. So the good news is the Child Rescue Center is moving away from the orphanage model, and now they too want to get out into the community of Bo. One of the most exciting things that they're dreaming about is something called a microloan program. What does that mean? Well, let me give you an example. Our director of mission and outreach, Tina DeBosier, went to Bo last year, and while she was there, she met a woman who had received a microloan through the Child Rescue Center. And when I say microloan, I mean microloan, $60. And the woman took the $60 and she went to the store and she bought a $60 bag of soap and some Ziploc baggies. See, people in Bo can't afford a $60 bag of soap. What they can't afford is enough soap for today. So she took the giant bag of soap and made it into daily bags of soap. And now this woman is the soap lady in Bo, Sierra Leone. She's established her her own work there that she is doing. It's her own small business. And as a result of the launching of that small business, now not only is she helping her family to emerge out, out of the, the difficulty of the, the impoverished nature of their lives, but her son is now enrolled in school. The silver bullet in the eradication of poverty around this world is education. Ebenezer Church wants to transform the world by giving health care to people who are in abject poverty, and by not offering a handout, but offering a hand up to folks who could in turn begin to become pillars of their community and start erecting an entire culture from the dust. This brings me to a fifth area of vision focus. The fifth area of vision focus returns from Africa and centers back here at Ebenezer Church and the Stafford community. Ebenezer Church envisions being a place where we radiate healing and hope to our community. Most of us have had the experience throughout the course of our lives to experience suffering, whether it's because we've lost a loved one or experienced a divorce or or known some form of addiction or a friend with a form of addiction. Suffering is all too prevalent in our lives. So what does it look like for Ebenezer to envision a strategic goal in which one night a week we sponsored a program of hope and healing? Where people come together for a meal, maybe a quick time of worship, and then they go off into their individual place of hope. Maybe it's AA or Naranon. Maybe, maybe it's a single parent support group or, or grief share. Whatever the suffering is, Ebenezer Church can be a place that helps provide hope and healing to those who are hurting. I want you to think about just a picture with me for a second. That we spend the time and the energy to to get ready to to launch this and, and we begin to gain momentum as a place that's offering this kind of hope and healing to those in our community who need it. And And a number of years from now, there's a very dark moment where a squad car pulls up to a house here in Stafford and a deputy arrests a, a young man for, for substance abuse, leaving behind a mother on a street corner, weeping, absolutely not believing what has just happened in her life. I, I dream of that, that deputy looking at the mom and saying, ma'am, you need to go to Ebenezer Church because those people can help you. 
we, we want to go ahead and start gaining traction on this process. We are in the we're in the, the early throes of beginning an AA ministry here at Ebenezer Church. And if, if you're somebody in the room today who's had experience with AA and would be interested in helping us to launch that chapter, I hope you'll you'll talk to me because we could we could use your help. We want to be a place that radiates hope and healing to our community. Five areas of focus. Connecting all at Ebenezer, transforming Stafford, connecting our neighbors with Christ, transforming our world, and centrally being a place that over and over and over again is filled with hope and healing. So you might ask yourselves, okay, great. What now? Well, uh, the next phase in this process is the phase called alignment. Alignment is the, the process by which we, we start to get folks and our resources pulling in the same direction to try and reach some of our strategic goals. And one of the steps in that process is the development of, of teams centered around each one of these five areas of vision. And so I want to invite you to do one of two things today. As you depart, if you'd like to, there's some sign-up opportunities at the, the connection desk, and uh, you can, you can uh, let them know your name and contact information and what, what part of the vision you might want to help with. Or you can also email our executive director, Ms. B.J. Priest, and uh, B.J. is going to be my partner in the development of these teams that help move us in the, the, the next step of our journey. But I hope that part of this vision has connected in your heart and in your soul some way. One final thought today. Eighteen months ago, I was appointed as the senior pastor here at Ebenezer Church, and I believe that in that moment, God gave me one of the greatest gifts of my life. But with great power comes great responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. And I believe there's going to be a day I'm going to stand before Jesus, and he's going to say, Rob, I gave you Ebenezer. What'd you do with it? But here's the thing. I'm not the only one who's going to get asked that question. (laughs) You are too. Here's how I want to be able to respond to my Savior. I want to be able to say, Jesus, to your glory, we created a place where everyone from the cradle to the grave could belong. We reached out to children in our community and around the world. We shared the good news of your hope and your grace with our neighbors. And we became a place that radiated healing and hope to all who suffered. I just want to take one final moment and thank those of you who were part of the development team for the core values, mission, and vision of Ebenezer Church. Thank you. Thank you to those 12 people. Thank you to our governing board. Thanks to all who are participants in the appreciative inquiry process. I could not be more excited about the place where God is calling us and the kingdom of Christ we get to build together through Ebenezer Church. Would you pray with me? hundred and sixty-three years ago, You called a group of saints to start a place called Ebenezer. And even though they never saw it, you did. 
You saw what this place would become. You saw what these people could do. We ask, oh God, not to see everything, but just the next steps of transformation, connection, healing, and hope that we could bring into this world to glorify your name. Thank you for these people. Thank you for our shared past. And thank you for the vision of a bright and beautiful future that changes the world. We pray these things with great expectation because we pray them in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And all of God's people said, Amen.